Welcome to episode four of the RJLK podcast. It's been about two weeks since I've done my last episode, just with some traveling work stuff and then computer issues last week caused for a little delay on some episodes, but I'm back and plus the Tigers sucked during that time. So we're not just gone well either way, but uh, Tigers just finished sweeping up the twins just a few minutes ago. Not really going to dive in too much about it because it's the Twins. They suck. All you have to do is have your pitching control their power hitting, and you're good, which they did for the most part. The only one thing to take away, I guess, is Justin Upton finally hitting the ball a little bit. I mean, he did it against Boston, which was great, but, I mean, this, he should do it against Minnesota. Their pitching is terrible. And even Sunday against Boston when he hit it, their pitcher was some scrub they brought up from AAA that day to – you know, do a spot start. So he's doing what he should be doing. Hopefully he can just keep that up. McCann with another big home run today. But now the Tigers come back home. They take on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, my favorite team name. Uh, Friday, Verlander versus Ricky Nolasco. Saturday, Fulmer versus Yuli Chassin. And Sunday, Annabelle Sanchez versus Tyler Skaggs. Another team where... You just need to contain the power hitting. They're pretty much exactly like the Twins. They don't have much in the way of pitching right now. Their offense, I mean, yeah, they have Mike Trout, who's having a great year. Albert Pujols has 25 home runs, about 100 RBI already, but just kind of keep those two guys in check. And then really there's not much else to this Angels team. It's just keeping Mike Trout and Pujols in check for the entire series. And as for the pitching matchups, they look fantastic for the Tigers. Friday is Ricky Nolasco. Yeah, he's on the Twins uh, earlier in the year, now with the Angels, uh, right at the trading deadline. Uh, terrible year so far. Uh, nearly 150 50 innings pitch. ERA over 5-2, a whip over 1.3. His batting average against is 285. His bad whip, his batting average with balls and plays, 312. 111 Ks, doesn't strike out too many. We'll get the occasional strikeout. Only 33 walks, so he doesn't walk people, but gives up lots of hits. Uh, with his month in Los Angeles since the trading deadline, uh, nearly 24 innings pitch, 15 earned runs, uh, 18 Ks to four walks, uh, whip. Right around the season whip, 1.31. Just looking at the numbers, though, for being a right-handed pitcher, he actually does very terrible against right-handed batters. So versus righties, he's given up 304 average, 331 on base, 516 slugging, with an 848 OPS compared to lefties. So a 304 average against righties to 264 against lefties, 330 on base versus righties to 311 versus lefties, 516 slugging versus righties, 419 slugging versus lefties. Over 100 points difference in the OPS, nearly 120. You know, 16 home runs uh, compared to seven righties versus lefties, and the plate appearances are nearly similar. Uh, 330 plate appearances versus right-handed batters versus 300. Versus left, so it's not like they're skewed any way, you know, any side of the the plate. They're pretty even, and it's just so right-handed batters are just hitting that much better against him. So James McCann, even though he caught today, uh, I'd hope to see him tomorrow if you're Brad Osmus. If you just look at these simple splits, that right-handers are just not doing uh, doing that well. Cameron Maven got the day off today. He should be back in the lineup tomorrow, playing center field. 
Ibar more than likely will play just because of who's available at shortstop right now. But that'll be a good matchup Friday. Verlander, just keep people in check. Don't give up too many home runs. Should be some easy wins. So the Tigers, I mean, coming at 68-59, we five games back of Cleveland right now who still has to play tonight, and then the Angels still have to play tonight as well. Cleveland kicking off four games against Texas tonight. Cole Hamels versus Josh Tomlin. So that'll be a good matchup for for the Rangers out there. And then uh, Saturday, you got Michael Fulmer versus Yoli Shasin. Shasin, one start against the Tigers earlier. His only good start of the year, naturally. Uh, complete game shutout. Four hits, one and run. Ten Ks, one walk. Uh, as uh, late May or, yeah, May 30th, that happened. Since then, he's been quite terrible. Uh, he's been moved to the bullpen and moved back into the starting rotation. Uh, a little over 100 innings pitched, and there are 110. 68 earned runs, 12 home runs, 84 strikeouts, 10 of those coming in one start against the Tigers, and 44 walks. So uh, 285 batting average against an ERA well north of 5, actually, 5.6. Whip over 1.5. So, as long as the Tigers don't make the, you know, don't get shut down, but like they did early May, this should be another, another game where the offense can come alive, put up some crooked numbers, and then just make it very easy for Fulmer and hopefully give room for the bullpen as they kind of work through more struggles. Uh, as for Sunday's matchup, you have Anibal Sanchez versus Tyler Skaggs. Sanchez, hopefully he can avoid this hot and cold mess he's doing because he's, you know, he had the near uh, no-hitter, and then he actually pitched pretty well in his last start, but it seems like the last couple weeks it's been good start, good start, bad, good start, good start, bad, good start, good start. So hopefully he can avoid this bad start uh, against a power-hitting Angels team. He just kind of is... Needs to do what he's been doing. Just locate his pitches well. Keep mixing the pitches up between his breaking balls, his change-ups, a fastball. As long as he has command of his fastball, he should be good. Uh, going against Tyler Skaggs, one of their better young pitchers. Struggled as of late. Uh, six games started. Uh, 30 innings pitch. ERA uh, well over 5.5. Whip 1.6. His uh, batting average of balls and plays over 360. So he's only given up three home runs, six games. So it's not like he's given up home runs, but he has a lot of nine stolen bases, zero caught. So people are just hitting the ball off of him. And 29 strikeouts, so he strikes out almost one per inning. And then uh, 14 walks in 30 innings. So two to one K ratio, K strikeouts to walk ratio. So looking at this series, the Tigers should have a pretty easy time with taking care of the Angels. I mean, as long as the bullpen doesn't implode, which we know they're very capable of doing, they gave up three runs this afternoon. But it should be pretty good. As the Angels, they're only the 10th-ranked offense in the American League out of 15 teams, so it's not like their offense is that scary good. It's just keeping Mike Trout and Albert Pujols contained. And now the... Tigers are uh, going into their 
easy stretch. There's just the stretch where they need to kind of make their moves. They have the easiest schedule left in the American League. Combined winning percentage under 500 at 475. Pretty sure if you watched the telecast today, you saw that graphic pop up. And so this is where, you know, tires, where you face the Twins, you need to sweep the Twins. When you face the Angels, you need to sweep the Angels. It's Now it's more imperative of not just winning the series, but against these lesser teams, sweeping the series. Because you're down five games of Cleveland. You're down three games in the second wild card spot to every AL East team. So it's imperative now time the, the move needs to be made now to start moving forward. And hopefully uh, the Tigers can get a little push here soon. Jordan Zimmerman's going on his rehab start in Toledo on Friday. So we'll see uh, from watching the telecast. They're saying, they said the other day that uh, he felt healthy, just his command wasn't there. And so hopefully when he goes to Toledo here, he can have some sort of command just to come in. And that'll also give a break to some of these younger guys too, with Boyd, Norris, Fulmer, who, you know, with Norris should be okay with innings, Boyd okay with innings, but Fulmer will probably need, you know, maybe an extra day's rest when it comes to, when it comes to his starts and same with Pelfrey coming back soon. You're getting two more starters coming back. Yeah, Pelfrey will more than likely move right into the bullpen to try to, you know, be a more long relief guy, especially on the days that these younger guys pitch, come in after five, six innings, eat up two to three innings because, as we've seen, Pelfrey, he can get through a lineup maybe once. He can get through a lineup once, hopefully twice, that third time is when he really struggles. But if you're doing that fifth and sixth inning, getting through a lineup once, that's fantastic, and you're conserving some innings for these younger guys and helping them out as well and helping the team. So things are, are looking positive for the Tigers as well, as as gloom as it can get. But, of course, I mean, they could go out and get swept this weekend because they're the Detroit Tigers. But their remaining schedule is not terrible. They, you know, they kick off the three with the Angels this weekend at home, then host the White Sox for three. Uh, looking at, looks like they have a home and home with uh, each division opponent left because they, after they host the White Sox, they go three to Kansas City, three at Chicago, three versus Baltimore at home. So you hope to win it. I mean, that's that's going to be pretty much the make or break series is three at home versus Baltimore. Even though the ALEs teams all have to face each other, that's going to kind of show what you're made of and if you can even make a real playoff push is facing, you know, the team. I mean, I presume it will be, that will be right in front of them at home. And after Baltimore, they host Minnesota for four. Then they go to Cleveland for three, Minnesota for three. And then they end it with, uh, three at home versus Kansas City, four at home versus Cleveland, and then the whole season with three in Atlanta. So the, the schedule's not terrible. It says the easiest schedule in the American League they got home and homes with each division opponent throughout the season with throughout the rest of the season with only Angels, Baltimore, and Atlanta being the teams not in their division that they're playing. So it's it's just you gotta take advantage of where you can. The rough series will obviously be three against Baltimore, three in Kansas City, three at Cleveland, and then uh back to back Kansas City and Cleveland. So you just Take care of your division, and they they play well throughout the stretch. They're going to do well. 
Cleveland, I mean, they have the not as easy a schedule because they have four against Texas here. But, again, it looks like they have about a home and home with every team as well. So whereas the Tigers play Baltimore, Atlanta, and the Angels, Cleveland's three series where it's not a division opponent is four at Texas starting today, uh, three against Miami, and follow that up with four at Houston. And that's all within the next, you know, two weeks here. They go four at Texas, host Minnesota for three, host Miami for three, and host Houston for four. So uh, compared to the Tigers where they have to go to Atlanta for three, which is no big deal. They should sweep that. Texas had, or Cleveland has a few rougher opponents, but they host two of them with Miami and Houston. And Miami and Houston are really flawed teams. They're teams that can come in and sweep you with their offense, but the pitching has been spotty there to where it's easily where Cleveland could take care of business and win those seven games right in a row. So, honestly, for Tigers fans, you just need to hope that Texas can take care of some business, go three out of four this weekend, maybe even four out of four. Uh, Cleveland and Detroit, they're both five and five in the last ten, so we'll we'll see what happens. As for those AL East teams, though, that is where I think the Tigers can make the move. The division may be a little tough unless the Tigers sweep out Cleveland the rest of the year, win those seven games. The Tigers' best shot is this wild card because Baltimore has uh, two series against Boston and two series against Toronto. They each have two series against each other. So, and it looks like, uh, and Baltimore does face Detroit. So if, you know, best case scenario, we're all hoping that Baltimore's the odd man out. And then there has to be Seattle as well to worry about too. But yeah, Baltimore has, you know, a home and home with Toronto and then a home and home with Boston as well, hosting Detroit. Toronto has home and home with Baltimore and then, uh, they, they have to go to Seattle. They they have a home and home in Boston, and their last the last series of the year is Toronto Boston. So that could be a huge thing to where someone, you know, one team's playing for the or both teams are playing for the division, and also trying to you know go into a wild card and also not try to fall out of that wild card spot in the same weekend. So that last weekend of baseball between Toronto and Boston could just shake up the entire season so you're hoping the Tigers will take care of their business in Atlanta sweep and then just have to sit back and see if Toronto and Boston can beat themselves up enough to knock one of themselves out and so that's that's kind of the the playoff look that's going on um They start four games with the White Sox tonight. Then they host Toronto later on September. And then right after Toronto, uh, they go to Minnesota. So, again, you hope Houston can help you out a little bit there. Maybe the A's, but Tigers are going to be right there with Seattle. So it's going to be – It's we're going to look back at that Seattle series as the Tigers don't make it and the Mariners do and say, well, that's where the whole season went. So it's – 
getting time to scoreboard watch. Ain't the best time in baseball. And just, you know, just take, <laughs> you want to take one game at a time, but you take one game at a time with 35 games left and look into the next 34. Because this is where you start pointing at games and saying, well, that's where it cost us, like, this is where it cost us a season, this is where it cost us a season. Because you don't do that in April because, like, oh, there's 160 more of these. Well, now there's only 35. So now it's getting to more where this is where the blame starts going because this is where the pressure happens. So as Tigers fans, we just got to just gotta roll with the punches here and hopefully these uh, people can injure people and come back and Zimmerman Pelfrey uh, in the short term and help the rotation out, stabilize that. Pelfrey hopefully stabilize the bullpen. And then as, you know, we get closer to, you know, the beginning of September, you'll see Castellanos coming back and Iglesias coming back and hopefully providing a little more pop in that offense. And I guess just the biggest thing is seeing if Justin Upton, too, can just start hitting like he has been in his career. Just start making that track record become part of that bell curve again. So it's just what it is, Tigers fans. It's just... uh, Relying on the people you got and hoping Cleveland sucks still. I mean, that's that's the main goal. Is that Cleveland, that the Cavaliers championship didn't wipe out Cleveland's curse of losing in all the rest of sports. Because we still hope for the Indians to lose and the Browns to suck worse than the Lions. So, uh, moving on to fantasy players to watch out for. Uh, if you're looking for... Just for some pitching help, uh, David Phelps, starting pitcher for Miami, was in the bullpen most of the year, was their setup guy, has been stretched out, started, uh, has had four games started in the last few weeks. And those four games started, uh, 20 and two-thirds innings, three earned runs, uh, 26 strikeouts to seven walks, and 14 hits. So that's a whip, just a shade over one with uh, 21 hits and walks in just about 21 innings. And that's with 20 strikeouts and less than 21 innings as well. So this guy's had a tremendous year in the bullpen. Has come out from Miami, been stretched out and starting, and has done great. He's only uh, 37% owned in ESPN leagues. So, And that's with his percentage jumping up like 20% in the last you know two weeks. And then... Uh, Second guy, if you're looking for a little relief help, uh, Ken Giles is now back at the closing role of Houston, 59% owned, uh, three for three in save opportunities in the last week, three innings pitch, an earned run, three hits, so just kind of one bad outing uh, in that take, but didn't blow save and four strikeouts in his last two outings. So that's uh, that's what you got for fantasy players. So. Uh, soon, probably in a week or so, maybe I might do a football, fantasy football podcast, uh, just to kind of, I got to do my more research, a little more research for myself on fantasy football, kind of update everything on that. And then I like to see the preseason play out a little too, just because I think it's kind of asinine to start doing, you know, football stuff like at the beginning of preseason, just cause you saw, you saw like three people tear their ACL last year and like preseason game one and that screwed everyone up who did their draft like at the beginning of preseason that's why you need to do your drafts going into like week four i believe should be like the earliest you do a fantasy football draft just because week four fantasy or of preseason you're not going to see those 
you know, those big time players play, they're just going to rest up for the season. So I'll try to do a fancy football podcast soon and then just keep going along with the Tigers uh, as it gets to crunch time, gets to playoff time. And hopefully there's not going to come a t- podcast where I can officially declare the team dead because that'll be a very depressing podcast. But I uh, just want to Throw thanks out to the places I got references from, uh, ESPN.com. I got some stats from Baseball Reference, as always. Um, if you have questions for me about baseball or fantasy advice or just anything else, uh, email ryanjelke at gmail.com. And thank you, and hopefully I can talk to you guys uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, about another Tiger sweep over the Angels. So, go Tigers.